Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today I will speak about Syrian crisis, Barnett's government anti-protest legislation, will South Australia become the world's nuclear waste dump. Next month marks five years since the uprising that plunged Syria into one of the bloodiest wars that can be remembered in the history of the Middle East. According to the United Nations, at least 260,000 people have died in the conflict. Five million have sought refuge. Europe has taken in a million of them in what is one of the worst humanitarian crises of the last century. 3,000 people have drowned trying to cross the Mediterranean in the past year. Why have the US and its allies been supporting terrorists all along to inflict a destructive war on Syria while pretending to be fighting terrorism? Why is the mainstream media consistently lying about all this to misinform the public without mentioning that all military activity by the US and its allies in Syria is illegal, whereas the Russian intervention is conducted under the legal agreement it has with the Syrian government to defeat the terrorists? US-led war on Syria must be stopped. Enough is enough. We know we may have been repeating ourselves on this program over this issue, but it's important to mention what is really happening in Syria and Middle East because the mainstream media continues to lie about it. The war on Syria is a covert CIA-managed war the USA and its allies have initiated to overthrow the Syrian government. The Syrian invasion was to be a relatively brief regime change exercise by the social unrest of the Arab Spring and a step in reordering the Middle East in the interest of the U.S. and its allies. Five years later, the U.S.-led war on Syria is showing itself to be one more brutal, costly and disastrous. The plan was to trigger the collapse of the Syrian government through provoking sectarian war, mainly used paid foreign gangs, armed, trained and supported by US and its allies, as the CIA itself disclosed to a US Congressional Budget Committee in 2015. Not only did the CIA train and equip nearly 10,000 fighters out of its own budget in the previous few years, as part of a broader multi-billion dollar effort involving Saudi Arabia, Qatar and Turkey, it also managed fighters, ammunition and weapons into the country. The Australian government has moved in lockstep with the US in all its imperialist missions, willingly breaking diplomatic relations with Syria, participating in a US-initiated sanctions against Syria and deploying military forces to the Middle East to participate in the US fake war against ISIS.
Russia's serious concern with jihadi terrorism and its joint efforts with the Syrian army have rapidly collapsed the anti-Syrian fundamentalist militias. It has disrupted ISIS's multi-million dollar oil trade with Turkey. Hopefully peace could be restored in Syria within a few months and the Syrian people could start to rebuild their lives. Ultimately, the war on Syria will need a political solution, not the one of imposed regime change. On 19 February this year, U.S. Peace Council interviewed Dr. Bashar Jafari, who is a permanent representative of the Syrian Arab Republic to the United Nations and head of the Syrian delegation at the Geneva negotiations. Dr. Jafari was asked to give an overall view of the state of affairs with regard to the Syrian crisis. Dr. Jafari stated that the enemies of Syria have moved from stage one to stage two. Stage one was somehow limited to a war by proxies in Syria. Stage two is definitely a direct war. The Turkish government's threats of direct military involvement inside Syria. The Saudis wish to do the same. He said Jordan never stopped sending terrorists from the south. The Israelis are deeply involved by dealing with Al-Nusra Front and treating their wounded guys in the Israeli hospitals. So if there is anything new right now, it would be moving from stage one to stage two. From war by proxies to direct war and direct military involvement into the Syrian domestic affairs. The main question would be why the Turks and Saudis are doing so. Of course, the Qataris are hiding in between. The Jordanians are doing their dirty business as usual. So they are getting agitated because the Syrian government have achieved serious military advances on the ground. With the help of their allies, the Russians, Iranians and the forces of resistance, that is the Hezbollah and other national forces on the ground. Being cornered by these military advances on the ground, the Turkish government and the Saudi government reacted very aggressively by trying to escalate the situation to a higher degree so that their allies, the Americans, the British, the French, would be obligated to accommodate their concerns. But they failed because even the United States, Britain, Germany and France have called on the Turks not to escalate and not to bomb the Syrian Kurds next to the border. Dr. Jafari said the Turks are providing the training of these terrorists and the Qataris are paying the bill and covering up the whole scenario through Al Jazeera and its affiliated channels. It is an open war right now. No more excuses to anybody to say that they don't know what is going on. Everybody knows what is going on. Many Security Council reports have stated that there are thousands of foreign mercenaries operating in Syria. The Syrian authorities have provided to the Security Council subcommittees dealing with combating terrorism books and photos of these 
foreigners, names, nationalities, all the details, thousands of names and photos. But there are still thousands others operating in Syria and Iraq. Dr. Jafari also said that the game is over. No more lies, no more propaganda can succeed. Even CNN and other American and European media outlets talk about what is going on in Syria. He said many French parliamentarian delegations go to Damascus. All of them are criticizing the French government's wrong policies toward Syria. Almost on a weekly basis, Turkish delegations from Ankara and Istanbul going to Syria criticizing Erdogan government's policies. The Syrian army has achieved victories on all fronts next to the Turkish-Syrian border as well as the Syrian-Jordanian border and Syrian-Israeli border. This kind of escalation has only one justification. It is mainly due to the failure of the Turkish, Saudi and Jordanian policy. But these three neighboring countries of Syria would not have dared to take up this escalation to this highest level if Washington did tell them not to do it. So the master of the game is Washington. Washington should tell these allies that enough is enough, that playing with Syrian blood and committing this bloodshed in Syria has reached an unbearable degree and should stop. Dr. Jafari also mentioned that the reasons that have motivated the Sudis threatening to send troops into Syria is because the Sudis failed in Yemen. Hundreds of Sudi prisoners were taken by the Yemeni forces. Twelve Sudi high-level officers from the headquarters signed a joint letter to the Crown Prince asking him not to enter into any other military disaster in Syria. The Sudis have failed at all fronts, Yemen, Syria, Iraq, Palestine, and now they have lost the trust and confidence of everybody, exactly like Erdogan. And this is why the Sudis are now trying to gather another wave of international mercenaries, and they call them Islamic Alliance, which is neither Islamic nor an alliance, but a continuation of collecting garbage from all over the world and calling them Islamic forces. Actually, the Sudis have never stopped sending terrorists to Syria under this label of Islamist groups. So there is nothing new in this regard, except that the level of craziness of the Sudis has reached a high degree of irresponsibility. Dr. Jafari said if the Turkish regime insisted on sending troops inside Syria, that would mean a huge escalation in the area. That would trigger not only a regional war, but an international war, a world war, unfortunately. Erdogan has very bad relationship with his best ally, Washington, with Europeans, France, Britain, Germany, with Cyprus, with Armenia, with Iran, with Iraq, with Syria, Bulgaria. No neighbor of Turkey has a normal relationship with Ankara. The Turkish regime has even blackmailed the Europeans with Syrian refugees. 
he led flows of so-called immigrants to invade Europe in order to blackmail the Europeans. Either you allow me to establish this no-fly zone in the northern part of Syria or I will inundate you with refugees, not only from Syria, because Syrians are only 20% of those who went to Germany, but from all over the world. Afghans, Sudanese, everybody claims they are Syrian nowadays. Everybody is gathered by the Turks in Turkey and sent to Europe as Syrian refugees. Dr. Jafari said the Turkish policy has failed. Blackmailing is over. Now they are escalating, military speaking, and they should assume responsibility for the consequences of their act. But their best allies should stop them. If we want to save, maintain and rescue peace all over the world, serious pressure should be put on Erdogan. Western Australia's anti-protest legislation on Wednesday, 24th February this year, the leader of the opposition, Mark McGowan, in WA, stood outside the state parliament and tore up the Barnett's government anti-protest legislation. He was cheered on by protesters outside the parliament who have joined to voice their concern about the state government's move to stop effective peaceful protests. Greens' Lynn McLaren lawyer Kate Davis and a variety of protesters express their concerns that this legislation is specifically targeted at people who are trying to protect the environment from deficient government processes and workers union members who will be prevented to protest. Will South Australia become the world's nuclear waste dump? A nuclear waste dump may be part of South Australia's future following the release of Royal Commission findings into further developing the state's role in the nuclear industry. But opponents say any potential nuclear waste site possess an unacceptable health risk. Without nominating a site, the Commission on Monday 22nd February of this year said the storage and disposal of used nuclear fuel in South Australia would meet a global need, while an integrated storage and disposal facility would be commercially viable and could be operational by the late 2020s. Commissioner Kevin Scars released the tentative findings in Adelaide ahead of a five-week feedback period. The proposal by the South Australia Royal Commission for an international waste dump in South Australia is very concerning. Importing high-level waste into Australia risks the health of future generations. More on this next week. Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betsen. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.